0: some halfway christmas podcast about christmas
1: that's not what it is
0: no well fair but we are doing a special holiday episode or something i don't know anyhow i
1: mean provided it gets recorded and edited and put up before christmas no
0: you make one mistake in a podcast and you mention that it's (laughs) one time and it ends up it's fine it's cool. It'll probably be out before next Christmas.
1: I mean, it'll be before a Christmas certainly.
0: <laughs> you mocked me for saying that about the election.
1: Well, Ugh. I didn't realize it was going to take you so long to edit the last one.
0: Well, was it or was it not before the primaries that are happening in January? Not the primaries, the runoff that is happening in sure. January. Sure, sure. That is an election.
1: Yeah, that you it did was it. Before. No, you did it.
0: Thank you.
1: Let's move on.
0: Okay, moving on. So we are a halfway docent, a uh, halfway decent podcast about art history, and mm-hmm. today we are doing uh, some Christmas history. Well, yeah. Christmas art history. Yeah. That's as much as I know. Yeah. Okay.
1: So uh, we have been, Michael, you know this, uh, we've been going through um, a devotional for Advent um, for our non liturgical churchy people. Uh, That's the uh, season before Christmas. And um, our devotional includes some images um, to ponder, some pieces of art. And a lot of them are nativities, as you might imagine, in the days leading up to Christmas. Um, So we thought we would talk a little bit about that imagery um, and its place in art history.
0: And we're recording tonight specifically so that Sarah can tell me these things and stop having to, like look at me and not want to ruin the surprise <laughs> live on recording
1: it's true i don't want to i don't want to give too much away i'm no, supposed to be the expert that. i can't share everything with you ahead of time so then you know things
0: don't worry she shares nothing with me <laughs> all it's right a very one-sided relationship
1: mm, just kidding. specific to art history <laughs> all right all right okay so before we get started yep. in the meat of it um I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the parts of the nativity story uh that you see in art history yep just sort of a broader view for people who might not be familiar with the story Um, one of the very common uh, images you'll see is the Annunciation which is when an angel came to tell Mary uh, mother of Jesus, that she was going to be pregnant and that she was going to have a baby.
0: The angel came to announce. Indeed. That's why it's called the Annunciation. Sure.
1: There are, um, to a much lesser degree, um, some images of when um, Joseph was told that, like, hey, Mary's going to have a baby, but it's cool.
0: So it's specifically referring to the angels telling them the parents not the shepherds or anything like that right yeah,
1: well you, yeah okay well i mean usually it's the annunciation of mary i mean usually annunciation if it's used singularly like that it's to sure. mary
0: also no one's going to paint a picture of the angels yelling at some sheep so
1: um little do you know that is number three on my list the Annunciation slash Adoration of the Shepherds. Okay, okay so you have the Annunciation. That's when, hey, Mary, you're pregnant, right? Um, a, there are a few images of um, Joseph and Mary uh, on their way to Bethlehem. The story goes that there was a census being taken and that they had to go to Joseph's hometown, which was Bethlehem. Um, and so some images occur there. Then you have um, the actual birth of Jesus, which is what we refer to as the nativity. Um, Then you have the annunciation slash adoration of the shepherds, where the angels tell the shepherds, hey, there's a baby, and then they come to the manger to see the baby Jesus. Um, Likewise, the adoration of the magi, the three kings, the wise men, whatever you want to call them, same thing. They come to see the baby, Um, and then... Um, There are also images of the flight to Egypt. Um, So Joseph, Jesus's stepdad, if you will. uh, (laughs) Earthly father. Earthly father um, sees in a dream, um, is told in a dream by God um, that they need to get out of there um, because Herod, the king of the time, uh, plans to kill all of the babies so that um, because he gets rumors that there is this. King that's gonna rise up um and so there are images of not only the flight to egypt so the with the holy family going to egypt but also there are some there's like a whole genre of um images of the quote massacre of the innocents so like the babies being all the dead babies it's awful but so Those are not (laughs) what we're going to focus on. We're going to just focus on the nativity.
0: What you think of when you think of Christmas at a church. Yeah, the birth of Jesus.
1: So we are going to start with some of the earliest depictions. These come in the 4th century. And the images were found on sarcophagi. So there's one of the Adoration of the Magi. And then there's another one that's just the baby Jesus with the ox and the ass. So this is kind of a really, I don't know, I found it fascinating, that throughout art history, um, in images with, of the nativity, almost always the ox and the ass are present. Even if only the baby Jesus and no other humans almost always the ox and the ass are there
0: i'm i'm also disappointed because i'm gonna have to use so many bleeps sarah
1: <laughs> can't be stopped
0: <laughs> just swearing up, swearing up i'm gonna a- have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode it's not child friendly <laughs> sarah's ass at it's least six times donkey, Michael. we'll say donkey then sorry that was ridiculous it is also interesting that um It seems more accurate, too, that the Magi are actually presenting something to a toddler, which Mm -hmm. is more likely at the age of what Jesus would have been when the Magi showed up and not as a child in the the manger. So, anyhow, that was interesting.
1: Okay, so, more with the ox and the ass.
0: Yes, sorry, ox and ass.
1: (laughs) Ox and donkey, if you will. So, there are a few theories or say, reasons why they might appear in all this imagery. Um, So, one reason is that, well, the donkey is possibly the donkey that Mary and or Joseph rode on to get to Bethlehem. And the ox, um, well, you know, the baby is placed in a manger, which is a feeding trough, basically. So, that's where the animals eat from um so that is one thing um but also there's this whole weird somewhat convoluted um history that each of the authors of the gospels have their own beast that is associated with them
0: and almost like their uh star sign
1: kind of um and since the majority of the nativity story comes from the gospel of Luke that's like what Linus is reciting in uh, Charlie the Brown Charlie Brown Christmas. Christmas um and so that's where a lot of the information that we have about Jesus' birth comes from um the symbol for Luke was an ox sure So that's like kind of a, that feels almost like a retro, you know, in retrospect, like, oh yeah, also, but, um, the, there's also a theory, which I don't know how much validity this one has, but I'm going to throw it out there because I read it, um, that it may have been seen as um, so the ox may have been a symbol of the Jews who are weighed down by the law and the ass as a symbol for pagans carrying the sin of idolatry and that Jesus came to save everyone, <laughs> both of those groups.
0: Would have been a much later theory than... One would think. But an interesting theory.
1: Um, but the most likely reason is a reference to isaiah 1 3 that said the ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib which seems to fit perfectly (laughs) (laughs) prophetically the occam's
0: razor version of the answer to that sure
1: sure um so another thing with um the ox and the ass just wanted to mention the fact that the baby is placed in the manger I don't know this version um, on the sarcophagus doesn't really show it, but there are versions where the ox or the ass seem to be like sort of nipping at <laughs> the baby Jesus, which in one on one hand, it's like, kid, you're in my food bowl, yeah, <laughs> get sure. out. But um, it's also sort of an allusion to uh, Jesus as the Eucharist. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. This is no. a, <laughs> a fun side fact <laughs> to just for ponder. The, for
0: the non-churchy folks, uh, the Eucharist is the body and blood of Christ. Yeah. So it's like uh, Holy Communion, the Eucharist is the body of Christ. Sure. So that's what uh, we're referring to.
1: Yeah. So that's all of that. So just that'll be a nice, fun, you know, where's Waldo of <laughs> uh, the next couple of images. Um, but... Mary is typically present, uh, if the imagery is, uh, of the adoration of the magi. Um, and then after the 15th century, Mary becomes one of the central key figures.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Okay. So then we're going to move into the Byzantine era. And this is when the nativity image takes on a new form. You good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I thought you were going to cough. So the setting is typically a cave, specifically the cave of the nativity in Bethlehem. There is a church over top of it, but it is, uh, for some groups, regarded as the place of Jesus' birth. Sure. Um, And Mary lies recumbent on either a large cushion or couch, usually red. But not always. Um, Jesus is on a type of raised structure. Um, sometimes it looks like a manger, sometimes it looks more like a table or an altar, hmm. sometimes a basket, but usually it looks like a manger that's like up on, I don't know, a pillar or a <laughs> chunk of wood or something. So then, those, Jesus and Mary, are in the center. Usually at the bottom left, uh, Joseph is there resting his head on his hand, and in a lot of imagery of the nativity, um, not just in the Byzantine era, Joseph is shown as, like, sleepy, <laughs> <laughs> and, which makes him feel like a, like a dopey, kind of doesn't know what he's doing kind of dad, but we'll come back to it.
0: Can we call him Sleepy Joe?
1: Oh my gosh, no. Oh my gosh. Get right out. Get right out. (sighs) Okay, so Joseph is in the bottom left.
0: (laughs) Sleepy Joe's in the left, right?
1: Get out. Um, Usually from the top left or somewhere on the left side, the Magi approach, usually on horseback. Um, To the right of the cave is the shepherds, which... They are sometimes with and sometimes without their sheep. So other than being in like slightly grubbier clothes, no real way of knowing that they're the shepherd, other than to know the structure of these kinds of paintings. Um, Then angels are always surrounding if there is room. In the bottom right, there is an image, um, oddly enough, a second image of Jesus being washed by midwives. Random. Yeah. um, It's kind of interesting that the Byzantine era kind of introduces the idea that like, surely Mary couldn't have done this on her own. She must've had midwives. And so they feature in a lot of the Byzantine paintings of the nativity um, in one way or another, usually washing the baby.
0: Is was were midwives like a big thing in the Byzantine time or
1: I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that was
0: Surely this woman cannot take care of the Christ child alone. (laughs) She needs help.
1: I don't know. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Like that's a good point. I don't know if it was kind of like an idea that like Mary being like the queen of heaven sort of a thing, so she would have people to help her kind of a thing. I don't I I don't know, especially because, like, part of the whole idea is that Jesus came from such humble beginnings. I mean, laid in a manger is not, like, a place for a king. That's, like, a whole theme of the Bible. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know where why the <laughs> the midwives <laughs> feature so prominently in these paintings, but I thought it was really interesting.
0: It is. I agree.
1: So then, finally, there is an old man usually approaching joseph typically wearing animal skins (laughs) this is probably the weirdest figure in these paintings but he is almost always there sometimes interpreted to be the prophet isaiah which um a lot of isaiah's prophecies came true in jesus so a lot of that You know, that would make sense.
0: Sure.
1: But, so a lot of um, Eastern Orthodox traditions use this kind of imagery. Actually, they sort of took it from the Byzantine and continue to use this same form today, which is why Michael, our image today that was from 2006, looked pretty much just like this image that was from 1400. Yep. Um, But... So, this guy is sometimes referred to as the shepherd tempter, which is an orthodox term for Satan, Hmm. and he is said to be trying to tempt Joseph to doubt Mary's virginity.
0: Yeah. So, because he's already Sleepy Joe, and he's coming to try to, like, pry him away from what the angel told him was going to be okay. Sure
1: um yeah so like i said uh, the eastern orthodox uh, traditions still use the same mm. imagery uh, slightly later versions um use some parallels to the crucifixion and resurrection in these images for example the cave is kind of an allusion to the cave that he's buried in where the stone gets rolled <laughs> after he after he dies and it's rolled away when he's risen again. Um, the raised structure is um, supposed to be like the altar that he's sacrificed on. Sure. Um, the swaddling clothes is an allusion to his burial wrappings, um, things yeah. like that. So we will move on from there to some more sort of Western images. They adopted... A lot, (laughs) maybe even most of the Byzantine elements. Um, The midwives, of course, sort of disappear. That was kind of unique to the Byzantine Hmm. era. Um, And they prefer the stable to the cave. Um, The Bible doesn't actually say that Jesus was born in a stable. It just says that the baby was placed in a manger. So it's kind of been the assumption that he was in a barn. (laughs) because that's where a manger might be found but you could of course move a manger to anywhere (laughs) so
0: i've also heard too that it is likely or i think the reason people look at caves is because uh they were kind of used as barns at times Mm. i think and so sometimes that's where you know you'd have a food trough would be in a cave behind the house or whatever but i don't know there's who knows I wasn't there.
1: So So in the Byzantine uh, images, you had, you know, the recumbent Mary and then the child on the structure. In the Gothic period, uh, the mother and infant um, become closer, usually Mary holding the baby. Hmm. So that's sort of when that change happens. So then um, in the 1300s, Um, is a lady, uh, St. Bridget of Sweden. And she's this, was a very popular figure. And she had a vision of the nativity where Mary knelt before the baby and Jesus emitted light like a sun, (laughs) like the sun. And um, it was bright. The light was brighter than a candle that Joseph had brought into the stable. I don't know that it said it was a stable but he brought it into the room and it was brighter than the candle so um after this is when you start seeing uh images of mary rather than laying she is kneeling by the baby Mm. and you start seeing the child being shown with light (laughs) emitting light um you know which is of course in the bible it refers to jesus as the light of the world so oh, that you, makes sense i
0: thought you're gonna say it's a sign of radiation poisoning but that makes more sense
1: get right out
0: michael well, I'm just saying if they had a geiger counter would, Honestly, a glowing child get right out okay
1: um ugh, you make me lose my train of thought <laughs> I'm sorry jesus Oh, so this vision is also why occasionally, not always, but occasionally you'll see images of Joseph holding a candle or a lantern. And it's kind of in reference to this vision. And so then we are up to sort of in the Renaissance era up to today. um, Things haven't really changed all that much um, from what we typically think of um there's sometimes different arrangements and that kind of thing but as far as like the the key figures Elemental, um yeah. they're all pretty much the same this particular image um is by botticelli and um i just thought it was kind of interesting <clears throat> it features um many members of the medici family <laughs> Uh, we're definitely there. Well, you know, like he's, they're like one of the kings and, you know, some of the yep. people in the audience here. Um, so that was interesting. But I also wanted to point out this image because um, once again, it shows Sleepy Joe, as we're calling him. <laughs> um, and Mike, I, I wondered if you have any thoughts, any ideas of why Joseph is so often shown as tired or sleeping,
0: uh, my guess would be because the angel came to him in a dream to tell him about Mary,
1: yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Because more than once, not only in a dream, uh, told him about Mary being pregnant, but also came to him in a dream to tell him them to flee to Egypt. Gotcha. So yeah. it's kind of like a recurring theme that Joseph has these dreams that are prophetic and so it's like an allusion to that but i think it's so interesting because i have seen that in even you know contemporary uses of nativity imagery and it's like why is Joseph over there leaning on his staff looking so tired? It just makes him look so just like worn out, man. Like makes him look bummed out about being <laughs> the stepdad or I I never knew what that was, but it's uh yeah, it's cuz
0: little did he know He not, has dreams. He went on to have his own children. He wasn't always a stepdad
1: <laughs> Well, Um, and then one last thing that I wanted to just touch on, um, was the, (laughs) this, that, uh, some people may have wondered before, why in images, particularly older images of the nativity, does the Christ child look like a weird, creepy old man, (laughs) an uh, ugly man, baby,
0: It truly is some of the worst stuff, man. I
1: mean, there's like a whole, uh, I don't know what website, but compilation of creepy Christ child and (laughs) it's, it's terrible, but so here's the reason. I mean, like there's even one where Jesus, baby Jesus has like a receding hairline. It's awful. But here's the reason. So back then they, first of all, didn't. Know see, how to draw babies? No, not that. But they didn't see children in the same way. Um, I, I didn't take thorough notes on it because it was more sort of for my own edification that I was doing this research. But um, at, at a certain point in, in history, children started to be seen as like the innocent. But that idea hasn't been always true not that parents haven't always loved their children but societally children haven't been viewed that way so that's one part of it another part of it is that artists back then struggled to depict this baby who is also god and the idea that um which i don't know what part of theology this comes from or if it's true for everyone but um there are some some parts of theology that believe that um even the baby jesus had like all of the holy knowledge of an adult so trying to like put all of those theological elements into an image that you're like trying to show like this holy baby ended up making him just like a baby tiny man. man, baby. It's
0: Benjamin Buttoning.
1: It's <laughs> sort of, it's sort of a Benjamin Button baby, um, but luckily, at one, at some point, um, whenever this magical date was that I don't know, uh, when children started to be seen as innocent, and in particular when it became popular to have portraits of your actual children done people didn't want their children depicted as creepy old men. <laughs> <laughs> and so the images got softer and cuter and more yeah. cherubic and lovelier. And thusly, uh, images of the baby Jesus did as well.
0: That, that's, that was a good time. I'm glad that happened. Because... Yeah,
1: yeah. I think everyone's thankful for that. But at the same time, like, I get it. Like, you don't want to just show, like some old baby when it's like not just a baby he's also god
0: but literal old baby
1: (laughs) did we just find the title (laughs) of this episode some old baby baby. (laughs) Uh,
0: listener only you know the answer to this uh it is it is interesting too because for me being someone of faith i appreciate the idea of god coming in the innocence of a child mm-hmm. and the unknowingness of a child mm-hmm. and you know growing into humanity and things like that uh, but i definitely like you said i understand um there's also no i don't remember what i was gonna say i got nothing cool Yeah, it's really interesting i uh i will definitely be posting these maybe i'll even post our nativity
1: Ooh, our vintage nativity
0: vintage slash modern i had to remake the busted donkey stable
1: should have made a cave
0: (laughs) should have made a cave (laughs) would have been easier um anyhow maybe i'll post a a picture of that as well uh kind of a old modern take on (laughs) the nativity anyhow Well, that's all I got. Yeah. Anything else?
1: Um, Merry Christmas. Hopefully. Hopefully this comes out before Christmas. If not, Happy New Year. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Easter. (laughs) We'll see.
0: (laughs) Summer solstice. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) It's hard to say. I don't know. It depends how motivated I feel. All right. Uh, Well, thanks, you guys. Thanks, you guys. Thank you guys for listening um check us out on instagram if you want to see the pictures we post it's halfway to us and on instagram we're on twitter i don't do anything with that Mm-mm. you can see some of the, uh, the accounts we follow on both of those though we follow a lot of different um art museums and stuff if you want to check out some art we try to repost those one uh occasionally sure when we feel motivated mm-hmm. rate us and review us I, i've heard that helps but i don't really care it's whatever, whatever. Yeah.
1: if you want to
0: tell some friends yeah or don't
1: Thank you to My Girl, My Whiskey Me, who does our intro and after music.
0: Yeah. I may have added some bells to the beginning of this.
1: Some bells? Like
0: Christmas bells. Fun. Probably didn't. I don't know. Let's see if I can figure it out. <laughs> Only the listener knows.
1: <laughs> those are two little secrets. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Thanks, thanks to them for letting us use their music, as always. Um, yeah. Have a happy holidays and... Don't forget,
1: it's just art.